teacher not hunking tomb raider very good and i'm carter and holly safety first i don't want any chunks this time gross doge yuck Hmm. you're the hunk tell us why yeah it's because (laughs) funky town (laughs) won't you take me to hunky town yeah that's great uh it's because i'm a brave boy yeah i don't typically and I'll say this, I think actually doing Chunktobers has pivoted me on horror as a genre. Because this is my favorite. I'm 100% in. This is my favorite thing we do every year. But Same. I, I have so historically not been a horror boy. Uh, and this is one of the jump scariest things I've willingly subjected myself to. But I loved it. I'm trying things that scare me. I'm playing Bloodborne now. I'm a yeah, brave boy. Nothing, I'm not afraid of anything. I'm probably going to skydive later this week. We're only it's one great. host away from all of us completing Bloodborne this year. Mm. That assuming I will. assuming I can beat it this year. You can beat it. I'm a slow player. You'll be hooked. You'll be <laughs> But anyway, I was brave. I, I watched brave. this. I wasn't even as scared as my wife was. You want to talk <gasps> about being a, brave. a real baby. It was embarrassing how scared she was, but nice. I was not scared at all. I, I thought it was funny. I laughed at it. Speaking of jump scares, I just <laughs> need the H-E double hockey sticks out of my desk here. So somebody might have Yikes. got a nice little auditory spook right there. Are you a brave boy? I'm a brave boy. I'm a brave, you didn't, brave boy. Carter, what have you done this brave? What have I done this brave? Watched an entire season of that stupid show in two days. He's talking about Haunting oh, Hill House. Hill House. Is, oh, that's true. I, I think, I think a lot a of people are probably confused because he yeah. re- referred to it as a stupid show when it is in fact the best. Uh, but speaking of all the spooky, scary things that we've it's done, Chunktober, and are baby. Doing, it's Chunktober. Yeah. It's Chunktober three, y'all. And Creature threecher. Creature threechers, and it's time to jump in feet first, not head first. You don't know what's down there. Feet first. Oh my God, bring a flashlight, please. Into the abyss as we talk about the first movie of our Chunktober three series, which of course is known as the, the Descent. Descent into Madness. Doge, synopsify me. Hey, real quick, Netflix just mm-hmm. sent me a push notification on my phone. Oh. Just to let me know that if I want to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it is on Netflix. Oh, right that's now. good. You always got to keep that radar up <laughs> and ready so you up. can see. 
You got to know gotta, where to watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Just if you got need a to. quick push notification that's like, hey, I know you're absolutely frothing at the mouth to watch Mr. <laughs> I mean, you can. I'm glad you can calm down and focus on this episode now. I was well, worried that no was going to be too distracting. No promises. Now I'm just going to be watching picture in picture you guys and then also Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> this week's IMDb synopsis is written by international hacker group Anonymous. <laughs> They're like, in this movie, <laughs> after a tragic accident. <laughs> after a tragic accident, six friends reunite for a caving expedition. Ew. Their adventure soon goes horribly wrong when a collapse <laughs> traps them deep underground and they find themselves pursued by bloodthirsty creatures. As their friendships deteriorate, they find themselves in a desperate struggle to survive the creatures and each other. Ooh, come through, dude. Ooh. Thanks, Anonymous. This movie would be one of the scariest movies I had ever seen even if there was not a single creature in it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Even before there was any of those underground boys and girls, I was already freaked. I used to have a recurring dream when I was a younger man about crawling. A big wave coming to destroy Numenor. Yes. Yeah. About I was crawling through essentially like a tunnel system like this and would get stuck as it narrowed and couldn't get out. Nah. I would have that dream. I think so you were remembering your birth. <laughs> that could be my birth, but I did end up getting out of that one, thank goodness. It feels like, you know, this isn't our first horror movie to do this year, uh, but it feels like we might have had conversations about this, but the horror genre seems quite the canvas for, like, lessons in pace. Yeah. How do, how do we pace a movie? And I think especially when you, it just already starts scary, is why The Descent feels just relentless. What other I, horror I always, movie have we done this year? I feel so sorry. Nope. For, oh. for some of our people here. Yeah, it is. I would say it, it all comes down to taste. It's subjective, <clears throat> this statement for sure. But to me, it's a perfectly paced horror movie because yeah. of what you're talking about. Where it, yeah. it's like you hit play and you're like, oh, that's a fun little rafting trip. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. And yeah. then you're like, oh, okay, it's a year. I hope she's better. Oh, no. And then that's just the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's very, it's very effective. I will say that I find, I don't know. Does anybody know what the budget was on this? It, it had to be low. It is low. I thought I saw that this movie cost a million dollars. Shut up. Wow. Look. Uh, okay. So more than that, it was like 3.5 million Still. pounds. Pounds. So that'd be closer to $4 million maybe. I think Still so, four yeah. Still and a half million. Still yeah. real cheap, dude. Yeah, very cheap. Yeah, real totally. Cheap. I mean, it worldwide gross was million. yeah. So let's say uh, more than ten times. So congrats. Well, well we're deserved. not Holy we're God. not breaking any new ground by saying that the descent is an effective horror movie. It's regularly brought up in conversation as one of the best, like two thousands yeah. era horror movies. And I think so. I was I was talking to Callie kind of while this movie was starting about it's not. I think it's neither good nor bad, but it's very mid-2000s of this movie to do this move, which is, I think, in modern horror, and I, and I think I lean towards liking this a little bit more, but for things like during the road trip drive out to the new place, we would have been listening to them laughing and preparing for their trip while they listened to the radio. We would have been listening to the radio with them and like setting up the fun stuff while knowing something bad is coming. But early 2000s, 
sonically were yeah. the same throughout the entire horror movie. Even in the, the lighthearted moments, it's still like, yeah. it's like, oh no, what's yeah. going to happen? And this movie, this movie never sonically feels like something happy will happen. Yeah. Right. It, I mean, when we talk about the pace too, the fact that some like copper pipe goes through husband's face to yeah. begin, like in that, it, when we're just driving, that that came out of nowhere. Really good horror jump scares are when they when you're not anticipating it. Yeah. Obviously, that's why it's called a jump scare. But in this situation, it was like, oh no. Like for me, I was like, oh man, this totally changes things. And then also, what a catalyst for, well, crap. I, I think this whole movie will feel kind of like this. Well, the opening <laughs> scare with the pipes that you're talking about feels, yeah. like, feels like somebody was like, okay, I'm about to slap you. I'm about to slap you. Get your face ready. I'm about to slap you. And you're like, okay, just do it. And then they tase you. That's what yeah. it feels like. That's <laughs> yeah. what it feels like happened. Cause it's like, it's like, oh no, here comes the car, car accident. And then he gets stabbed to death. It's, it's very <laughs> like final destination with that. Very in a, final. In a way that feels, in a way that feels tonally pretty different from the rest of the movie. I to agree. Me. It doesn't, which it doesn't I, hold up to the rest it's, of this movie. That's not my super dumb, but that was like, as I was watching, even like this is my first time to see this movie. I don't know. Had you guys seen this before? I had not. a long time ago. I saw it okay. in like, high school. Even as I was watching, I was like, oh, that just that doesn't feel quite right. I think if this was made now, we probably wouldn't even show the death of the husband and the daughter. We would no. probably show them in flashbacks. Yeah. And like piece together, hey, something horrible has happened. I don't know though. I think we needed to see a present day like that at the beginning because one of my favorite things, and we'll get to my super pump at some point was the uh, Sarah Juno dynamic. Yeah. And so I do think it's good to have that, like as Juno is kind of given some Wii Sports eyes to Paul, which was Sarah's husband on this trip. You can tell that there's a little bit of a rift. I did like having that interaction. Uh, I I guess a flashback, flashbacks of like the actual action and Sarah and Paul not doing so well would have been fine, but I think the subtleties of those interactions at the beginning I needed in real time. Hmm. But I do also say what you're saying, Doge. Like a flashing back could have could have done better for us because I do like the idea of coming in cold. Up here's this trip, boy. The Sarah girl sure is depressed. Yeah, it's been a year since about. what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it in a flashback or something. This yeah, did feel yeah. like uh, Sarah's grief reminded me a bit of Midsummer in terms yes. of like at the very beginning we see a very traumatic. Yeah. Death, plural deaths. Yeah. Uh, and we just see yeah. this person trying to get through it. I think yeah. there's a lot of similar elements, actually. That is very true, sure. yeah. Yeah, there, there is something. So first of Carter, all- Carter, I didn't even think about that, especially when you take the original ending into account rather than the Americanized version. That is very similar. Wait, to the original summer. ending of what? Of this? Of this, of the descent. What was the original ending of this? What ending did you see? What was the last scene that you saw? Um, was it the ghost of Juno in the passenger yeah. seat? Yeah. Okay. That's not the last scene of the movie. Oh, really? Like right after that scene in the UK version, we cut to Sarah waking up on the floor of the cave. She's hallucinated her entire escape and she dies in the cave. You don't see monsters again at all after that. So maybe even the monsters were hallucinations. So that is my super dump. Doge, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Yeah. My super dump was going to be that with. This movie, I already liked this movie. This movie's infinitely better with the ending you just described to me. Yeah, yeah. which is the real ending. This was, that was screened for audiences in the US. And they said, hey, that's too dark. We want something a little happier. We want our heroes too to escape. Dark? 
And so they just cut the last scene and then built a sequel off of the new US ending where she goes back in the cave and gets, you know, basically has it all happen again. No, but yeah. yeah. I, well, cutting so my, off the yeah, last- I love that. Ugh. My super dump was going to be that her hallucinations and inability to take her meds while in the cave never actually amount to anything. That was going to be right? my super dump is that it feels like it should have amounted to something. I love, I was even telling Callie, I would have loved for this movie to have insinuated that these crawlers never existed in the first place. And that's that exactly was what it's a psychotic does. break. And like, I love went on that. his killing spree because she was f- so freaked out from her psychotic break and, and blood, how scary it was. The blood she's covered in is right. all of her friends. It's her yes. friends. That's yeah. what, oh. Man, okay, so I See, already, that's my super dump because dang. that fundamentally changes this movie. You're cutting out the very last because that's the thing. We talk a lot about structural things on the show, like man. three beats. Three beat, establish, reinforce, subvert. Sarah has three distinct visions throughout this movie. And we see the, the her daughter with the birthday cake three times in this movie, except yeah. in the US version, we only see them twice. Yeah. The third version is exists in a three beat. The pattern is you establish uh, something, a truth, a reality. You reinforce that reality and then you subvert that reality. We're using wow. these visions to establish Sarah is hallucinating, but she's in no real danger. We establish that with the first vision where she sees uh, like pipes coming through. I don't know. There's three different times that she sees these things. The first two we establish that. The, the subversion comes in the last one. Sarah's having these visions she's been in real danger and something horrible has happened. The last vision of the girl with the birthday cake that we're supposed to see is her blowing out the final candle on the cake. There's six candles in the cake. There's six women in the cave. Like we a hundred percent lose all of the subtext. That's so much better. Uh, we lose so what? much because of the power of this story by cutting that very last scene. Okay. My it's super dumb- it felt like such a cheap scare. Yes. I lost yes. respect for yes. production. Yes. That's why you do your research, people. My super dump was going to be that- the 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 storyline of the meds never really amounted to anything. My my new official super dump is that the version I watched, which was the readily available free on Amazon Prime, the one the only one that popped up for me originally, the version that I watched is a lesser version. That yeah. sucks. It, it just cut out the last the UK version. Dosh? I did not. I read about that. After, I like looked on IMDb to be like, why did this end with the ghost of Juno? Because then I I was looking at the synopsis and like stuff about. The Descent Part 2, like, okay, is it ghosts gotcha. in the second one? But my, my assumption was simply that she was having hallucinations of people that she watched die in her life, like her daughter and her husband, and that that was why she, now that Juno is dead, like, I was viewing it as confirmation that Juno died in the cave. Yeah. Once she saw the ghost, that means Juno's dead. That's how I took it. Um, so it didn't, I didn't find that it was cheap. I just found that it was ineffective. And I think our director, I don't remember his name. I should look that up. I would be furious. I know. Uh, well, I, I would at be that point, furious. so our director didn't even want to make this movie, but he was like, you know what? I'll do another horror movie. It seems pretty Neil different. Marshall. Neil Marshall. Yeah. Uh, but then he was even asked, like at some point after the premiere, were the monsters real? And he was like, well, you saw how she didn't escape, right? She imagined her escape. What, who's to say she didn't imagine everything? Yeah. Like, that man. is so clearly so the better. intended version of this movie. So much better. Yeah. And Ugh. I even said to Callie, like, Man, because I barely remembered anything from this movie. I think I must have watched it at like a Halloween party or something where I just didn't really care about yeah. it. But um, I even told Callie, like, man, there was a part of me that really thought she was going to be hallucinating all of this and that none of it yeah. was real. Um, so I, I really, I prefer that. Um, Which is what, what was, we wanted. That's what we wanted out of- uh, Hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to make a big thing about dealing with trauma, 
make the conflict internal. That's what we see yeah. with hereditary. So because these are, there are two actual versions, how do we, let's decide now, how, are, how do we want to rate this? I guess the rating is still subjective for all of us individually, so maybe we don't have to do that. Well, so there were two but versions. Now but now I want to ra- The Descent Part 2 continues the ending from the American version, where she really did escape the cave, the creatures were real. So I think we have to regard the U.S. version as the canon version, I guess. But that, I anyway, know, that's man. the version we watched. So I think I will be I will be reviewing this as a standalone movie with the ending that I saw. Yeah. Okay. I think that's how I'll be reviewing this personally. Um, something that I really, really love about this movie is, um, unless you count actors in costume as these crawlers, um, we have like one male character. In yeah. this whole movie, who is gone in the first four minutes of screen time, yeah, and um, especially for the two thousands, but just in horror in general, I don't think you often get ensemble cat. Not, not that this is a true ensemble, but like you don't often get group casts of all women, right? Mm-hmm. And especially not women that are this capable and this bad a right that can just stroll into this cave and yeah. short of it collapsing on them, make their way through just fine. Yeah, I feel like a majority of the last couple of decades, and, and maybe The Descent was more the beginning of this, it, it really was heavy 80s, 90s that there was the trope of like, sexy, my, my clothes organically keep getting ripped off. Right, from yeah. Right. Sprinkler kind of vibe for women in, in horror. But yeah. The final girl I, I thing that, that too, they talk Jordan, about. And yeah. I, really, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I just think it's, it makes this movie, um, because like, they are able to fit into tighter spaces than I personally would be. It makes it so much more claustrophobic to me because they're willing mm-hmm. to take these risks on sliding through these small yeah. spots in this Not cave. Not a chance. And then also like, I was, I feel like it makes it really realistic that they can put up a fight against these creatures who live in this cave because these women are all like rock climbers and caver. Like they're just so cool. Yeah. And they come in just ready to roll and hit. I don't know. I really love the vibe of this movie a lot. Yeah. I, I will say, uh, let me say two things. First of all, I think the not having Paul hardly say anything. Yes. And just having a lot of illusions as to what could have possibly been going on with Juno. Juno, Juno makes the dynamic of Sarah and, Ju- Sarah and Juno, Sarah and Juno, Sarah and Juno. Uh, makes their dynamic stronger to me. Agreed. I yeah. like that we don't know exactly what happened. I like that we don't know exactly how long. I like that we don't fully have an idea of that because we don't really need to. I think we just need to know like the overall dynamic, the spirit of their relationship is many layers of uh, complicated. Yeah. Uh, My super dump in a movie that has a completely incredibly capable uh, female cast is for some reason, uh, because I do think we have two transformations here. I think we see Sarah transformed. I think she literally is like, washed by the blood and becomes something completely different. Yeah. And uh, Juno. So Juno has this thing too, to where she does kind of, and in, in the way I experienced it, there was some kind of evilness to that. Like yeah. she never said that she killed her friend. I thought that was so interesting. And now you're also trapped with her. I love all of yeah. the things to be afraid of down yeah. here. But what I don't like is we, there were these weird cut moments that we have Juno kind of get Aquaman a little bit, a little bit Momoa'd, <laughs> where she would like come in and kill something and then we like zoom in on her, like Tomb Raider style. Yeah, yeah. And I was fully expected like a wham. I know. <laughs> well, I was going <laughs> to say, right it's funny that we bring up Tomb Raider. We invoke Tomb Raider earlier because she just straight up becomes Lara Croft by the end of this movie. Yeah. yeah, when we're holding our little pick that she's starting to use as a weapon, it's like, 
I, I don't know. It felt off. It felt like it took me out of the rest of the vibe sure. of the movie. Yeah, and I agree. in so much that I just, I was like, well, that's dumb. Then they did it again. Then they did it again. It's just like every time Juno showed up, it was like, thank God we've got Juno. You know what's weird? Can I tell you that I agree with you and also loved it <laughs> whenever she was being cool? <laughs> yeah. Don't know why. Yeah, I didn't like it. Don't know why. It. I feel like, I don't know, man. I, I, I like bits and pieces of who Juno is in this movie, but there is an element of like, there's almost this sinister element to her even before things start to go really south. Well, I think the whole point of the movie is that being down in the cave intensifies every single person's personality. It's the descent into madness. Yes. I think while they're in there, they all they all yeah, they become totally caricatures of themselves while they're down in the cave. I think that's what the whole point is because Sarah Sarah hamstrings Juno and leaves her for dead. This desire for confrontation with her friend that was likely cheating on her or was sleeping with her husband, this desire for confrontation and resolution and maybe even some revenge turns into bloodthirst by the end. And Juno's yeah. desire to hide who she is and take out things that might cause her to have to reveal herself culminates in her killing Beth, the only other person in the group that knew that she had been sleeping with Paul. And while we're down there, we see Dr. Sam has to turn into a full-fledged full triage doctor while she's down. Like everyone becomes this heightened version yeah. of themselves I, I don't know. To me, this movie seems smart enough and self-aware enough to call itself The Descent on purpose, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And even more <laughs> with our UK ending. Yeah, big. Uh, right. even big more time. blatant, yeah. you know? But yeah, my super pump Hit me. is Sarah. Sure. Uh, yeah, great character. Our actress and all that kind of stuff. But she, you know what, it's, it's we do get the uh, Carrie- uh, yeah. Exorcist, just covered in blood. When we were talking about not having, <laughs> you know, tropes, she's just covered, right? Yeah. But it kind of makes more sense environmentally than than other times. It's just here's this pit that's been carrying generations of carcasses and this soiled water. First and all this of all, kind of stuff. gross. Yeah, absolutely disgusting. But when she comes out of that, mm -hmm. I think Sarah's full transformation. Uh, I loved. I loved her entire character arc. Um, I love both versions. I, I like that if, you know, it could have been that she was just imagining this the whole time. Yeah, sure. But her to come out and just kind of take this into her own hands, that's when it again felt like a, a bit midsummer. It's like the only survivor is the person that is most victorious. The one who's gone yeah. through the trauma has found themselves, but in a truly gritty and gruesome way. Yeah. I just thought that was so interesting. And she looked, it was so cool. The moment she was like drenched in blood, Everything after that, she is the most bad A. I mean, she's just in complete control. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. We also had elements of what happens with Ripley at the end of Alien yeah. 2, of just being like, I'm going to fight the monster head on because it's this is all I have left. Yeah. Something broke in you. The governor is gone. Yeah, You can go as fast as you want. Yeah. I loved it. I, well, I'll talk a little bit more about that scene when it comes to my super pump. It involves some of that stuff. So I want to hold back some of my thoughts until I can put them all together. But something I loved in that bloody cave and when she emerges from the cave, like when her hand pops out and several yeah. other times in the movie, we do a lot of really, really fun things with lighting in this movie. Now, the lighting's not always great because a lot of times we have a green glow stick on the ground and you can see green on the top of their head. And I mean, it doesn't yeah. 100% work. But yeah. when when Sarah's hand bursts through, that shot begins 
when her head first comes out, so overexposed, like you just came out of a cave. Like the camera adjusts to the light like your eyes would. And it's super, yeah. it's super yeah. overexposed and harsh to look at. And then it kind of comes into focus. Um, you get things like the the flares, those red flares. Anytime they lit up a flare, I was like, yes, I can see everything now. I don't know. They, <laughs> yeah, that full glow. They do a really good job. The torch looks great. That looked like real. I mean, it looked like that was exclusively lit by her torch for real. Yeah, so I read a lot about that. They just like the set designs. This was obviously pretty exclusively sets. I mean, we're not dragging all yeah. our equipment down into these big caves or anything. But the, the caves looked good for the most part, I thought. So they they built like they were super modular. And so they could turn them at any angle and they basically reused, reused the, same, the yeah. same like stretch cool. of cave at different angles and things like that. But Very a lot cool. of our stuff, uh, the glow sticks are a notable exception, but almost everything else was lit only with the sources that the actresses carried onto the set. So they, they really that. tried to keep that lighting That's accurate. That's really cool. I like that yeah. a lot. This small, like uh, <clears throat> the kind of, I, I was reading about that too, and, and they were obviously super economical with the making of this whole movie, real savvy, uh, but especially with that set and using pieces multiple times, but and then like going different directions. That also felt like, uh, alien to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like having this small area that you can navigate that kind of starts to become familiar to us uh, as the like viewer. But yeah. So it, it, real smart. If the, let's assume the crawlers are real, hallucinations yeah. or not. Let's assume they are real for a moment. So is the insinuation here that they are the descendants of the team that got stuck in this cave a long, long time ago and that over time they have reproduced and evolved to live down in this cave? Or I don't think they're the descendants of a supernatural entity. I don't think yeah. it's either. I don't think they're the descendants of the cavers. I think they ate the spelunkers. They killed the spelunkers. I, I think they're then the descendants they? of the I think they're the descendants of the people who did the the like cave painting. The basically like the the kind of paleolithic thing that they saw at the beginning. Yeah, that showed the two entrances. My thought, my thought was like, this is a group of humans that were trapped there millions of years ago. There was yeah, a cave so these, in, or these something. These are humans that have evolved, evolved to live inside of a cave and yeah. use their hearing and all That's that. That's what stuff. I thought. Yeah, interesting. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell if because I think so they, maybe, I think they ate the like previous expeditions that have come down here with the old caving equipment. Yes, that's probably accurate. I, th- I think that's probably right. I just, I was trying to decide if I thought that these were people who got stuck and managed to survive in these caves or if these are some sort of like Wendigo type. So like when, for mm. instance, when she hears child's laughter behind her, is it a hallucination or is it one of these things? Or are these things also hallucinations? Right, exactly. That's what, that's yeah. what I'm saying. See, like, I think you don't ask that question if you get the real ending of the movie. I think you go, oh, she was imagining clearly. her. her well, I yeah. don't know, because was she imagining these creatures or was she just imagining her escape? Was everything up to the escape real? And then she just oh, imagined think, the escape? Or You know what I, I mean? I think the creatures weren't real. I think she yeah. imagined all of it, yeah. But that's sort of the open-ended question that we don't really get here in this We version. don't get to ask that question now. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, Which is yeah, more like, fun if we do. It for sure is. Yeah, it definitely is. I don't know. I, I think I'm thinking Wendigo so much because these things, in my opinion, clearly inspired the Wendigo of Until Dawn. Yeah. Um, and yep. they look very similar. We get a lot of the same like tracking shots where they're in the background. Did you catch Wendigo? the early? You what that is? It's a Native American folklore about a creature that um, takes on the appearance of like a messed up version of the appearance of and voice of people to like lure travelers in to kill them. It's natural look is like a pale 
werewolf slash so like a region like a Krampus like yes a- very much so yeah yeah cool um, but the the thing that makes me the most curious just about like what the inspiration here is is just like like you said the cave drawings combined with the missing team makes me do yeah. a lot of thinking like a lot yeah. of thinking visually the inspiration was like uh, original Nosferatu yeah like trying to trying to conjure reminisce like on classic horror stuff which I think they absolutely look like a classic horror monster I absolutely love the design of the crawlers without a doubt yeah super fun yeah I super fun and I thought it like it it definitely kind of felt like a what's meats it kind of felt like a yeah. Tiny bit of an orc, but I didn't mind. Yeah, well, there's a big been, time golem been vibe the first time. The first yeah. time we see one in the water out ahead Drinking of her. In the water. Uh-huh. Yeah. Very golem. But did you guys catch the early, early look at the crawlers way mm-hmm. towards the beginning? With her flashlight? Yep. There is a yeah. panning shot. When she goes back and says something was there, you can see it in the, yeah. like, oh, yes. You yes, can yes. see it in the thing. It's very cool. Mm-hmm. Anywho, it is time. Uh, the other tracking shot that you're going to catch is the rest of this episode as it tracks along after shout announcements, which is now. Shout announcements. It's the shout announcements time. That's our song we sing every single time. Listen, if you are interested in Halloween, Chunktober, our podcast, or good things, make sure Mm. you join our (laughs) Patreon. We got two tiers at $3 a month. You get bonus apps. You get extra votes. It's juicy. It's delicious. At $5, you get to join the Discord. That's where it's all happening. That's all anybody's talking about. But- Right now, what you get is uh, if you're a patron or thinking about becoming one, keep an eye on your email inbox. We're going to have a little vote coming your way to decide on our bonus episode for the Chunktober series. That's right. You get to pick what we watch for this, the spookiest of seasons. So keep your peepers peeled and your, your uh, voting fingers warmed up. Peeled and Kim on a seal. We do next week. We are going to shake things up and talk about a movie on the show next week. Uh, Carter, it look Carter. It looks like you brought a friend with you to tell us what. Oh, I did. Okay, yeah, coming in. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh, very very excited to talk about um, opportunity for uh, one of the things I used to did along back in the day. Look out for the uh, swatters because. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reviewing the fly. I can't do. I can't purr like him. Yeah, and no, I can't do oh. it. Oh, wow. oh, oh! That was good. That was really good. Oh, <laughs> not the cat, uh, the fly. Sure, we're gonna be reviewing the fly. I've never seen. I've, it I've also never seen it. Uh, just, just three boys enjoying some body horror together. <laughs> Some Cronenberg body horror. Very exciting. Is it Cronenberg? We get to continue to see the breadth of Jeff Goldblum. You think he's a one trick. He's certainly not. Certainly not. Also, hey, rate and review us everywhere that you can. Yeah. Plions. Plions. That's it. That's the one. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'll super pump. If that, if that, if that serves everybody right well. Into it, eh? It tickles my fancy. Well. My super pump. There is something about a distinct tonal shift when executed well that I really, really like. In this movie, we start with, I would call it like trepidation, hesitancy. We go into panic mode when we get stuck in the tunnel with Sarah. It's absolute shivers down my spine. Worst yes. fear, hate nothing more than that. <laughs> can't. <laughs> so bad. Can't, can't, can't. Never been a can't. cave guy. Never will. Ooh, never now, will. Officially. Not a spelunker. Not a spelunker nah. for this guy. When this movie finally shifts to kill or be killed, truly kill or be killed. And I'm going to call it, I'm going to, I'm going to call it like from Sarah's awakening in the blood pit to her, the best shot in the entire movie, her crawl up the lit pile of bones. Unreal, dude. That was such a good shot. That like 10, 15 minute segment is scary. It's thrilling. It's exciting. It's a little dark and bleak it's sad it's like the full culmination of this movie into one little bite-sized chunk and i loved i was glued to the tv yeah with with a bite-sized chunk like that doesn't it feel most appropriate to have it at the end isn't that where you'd hope yeah absolutely sure yeah yeah just just really thoughtful Move like not a thoughtful movie. Oh, it's a thoughtful movie. The making of this movie is thoughtful. I think our director knew what he wanted, and he, with little money, made it happen. I agree. Yes, I agree. I really am. I really am blown away. Even with its shortcomings, this movie's very impressive for what it actually is. And yeah, really, really successful at what it is trying to do in a way that yeah, a lot of horror movies wish they could do. You know, it's, and we might've had a conversation like this, maybe even during Nope, but more likely during Chunktober. But I think making a horror movie is a risk. Sure. Because you're for sure asked, even if it's really creative, asked to deliver on something specific in terms of like, you need to be scared. Like there needs to be something in you that feels not necessarily dread, yeah. but it needs to be like, oof, I am glad that's not me. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be dread, but when it is dread, isn't it so like poignant and tasty though. Yeah. It's like a, in, yeah. in it, the book, uh, the entity, it speaks to one of the kids. And when he asks, why do you scare people? And he says, it seasons the meat, Oof, the fear, the, the adrenaline and the fear that run through the bones season yeah. the meat. And that's how I feel tasty when, when Sarah is stuck in a cave and we watch the rock shift above her. And that's when Beth is like, Okay, forget the ropes. Come on, now, now, now. Like that whole sequence, my meat is seasoned. <laughs> seasoned uh, it up. If you want to talk about all the umami flavors bursting yeah. out of our muscle fibers. Yeah, sure. That scene is my super pump because that is the most scared I've ever been in a movie. Yeah, dude. Hands so down. Scary. That is the worst thing I've ever seen it's in my terrible. life. I can't imagine. Because like putting yourself in the mind of Sarah in that moment of like, okay, this is where I die. I'm going to die right here in this exact spot. And I can see my friends over there and they're going to be fine, but I'm not. That is yeah, 
Awful. Oh my Absolutely gosh, I hate it awful. So much. Uh, about a year ago, uh, we went to Arkansas, got like a cabin with my family over Thanksgiving. And there was this uh this like park, uh this like walking hiking trail we went to. And at the back of it, there's a cave, and you go in the cave, and then in the back of the cave, there's a little spot that you can crawl through, and it's probably about probably about 50 yards. Uh, like army crawl on your belly with like rock above you, rock below you. And then it opens up into this really incredible, like a uh, little like waterfall. It's like a lake inside this cave. Uh, and so there's no light in there. So you've got the light from your phones. You can look around. It's absolutely beautiful. And if we ever go back, I'm not ever going to do that again because of this <laughs> scene in this movie. That's all I was thinking about is like, man, I'm glad I watched this this year and not a year ago because I would have missed out on that. Dude, it's, yeah. I, I just, even before, even before we get there, the scene where they have to crawl under, it's like a U-shaped crawl and the bottom of yeah. it is water, dude? Yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Absolutely no, thank you. Yeah. I can't. Yeah, not a chance. I, I cannot. I can't. We would have gotten to the chance. top of that cave. And if, oh, that something else I want to talk about is the, the twist that they're in the wrong cave. I really like that. But when they get to the top of that mm-hmm. cave and everybody's like, how do we get down? I'd have been like, I'll tell you how we get down. We don't. Bye. We don't. Go away. Yep. Dude. Yeah. Because once they go down, this there's no it. coming back up. They got to right. go out through the cave. Yeah. The reveal. So at first... This is really well done. I, I just I, I want to shout out things like this, especially in a smaller scale movie like this. This is really well done. When Juno first abandons the book in the glove compartment of the car, my assumption, I'll just speak for myself, was cockiness. I don't need it. Mm-hmm. I don't need the book. They show it. It's obviously important. I don't need the book. I, I know my way around, whatever. It's There's fine. There's still a touch of cockiness. There, but yeah, not there as, is a touch of still. cockiness, but to find out that she left the book because it's completely useless because they're not even at the right cave and she, she knows that? Dude, yeah. Our our um our acting. I'm thinking specifically of the scene in which she reveals that. Yeah, to man. That is one of the scariest moments. Yeah. I, I, like their oh, reactions needed. To, they needed to be pissed off, and they were. Like we had everybody kind of felt like in character separately. I think this is subtly a really well acted. I agree. Yeah, it is movie outside <laughs> of our you know Juno Momoa so moments. The girl that plays, but it's like Sam. Yeah. The doctor is Tessa from, from the, the Witcher. Witcher. Yeah. Um, and I really like her in The Witcher as well. Mm. She's great here, and her reaction in this scene is so r- real. I think the amateur-ish nature of a lot of this movie actually lends a lot of realism to the reactions of the characters because they're not over the top. Nobody's like breaking gear or punching walls or intentionally hurting themselves because they're yeah. all reacting like, I'm pissed, but there's no time to be pissed right now. I'll be pissed right. later. We we'll just have to stay out. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Can I share like something unintentional that I think happened that added to, I'll, I'll just share Please. it. Uh, it's obviously intentional as, as to the actresses that we chose for this movie. That's, there's a casting director. We do that on purpose. But the fact that every single one of our actresses has a different uh, heritage, like they have a different- yeah, all of our accents Like are accent, yeah. Yeah. that you can't necessarily place many of them for multiple heritages. It is so interesting to me to be down. It's, it's disorienting. Even, even hearing them talk, and I feel like, all three of us are, are usually pretty good at placing an accent. And I had, I knew that there were some flavors here. I didn't quite know. And then it, it talks to about like the exposure of like when we come out of the, like when we're changing the way that we can view things, like there's, there's a little bit of light here. There's also like an accent that I'm not really picking up. Yeah. I don't really know what she said. I don't think I needed to. Um, 
there's a lot that just kind of fell into place for this movie too. Mm. That might not have been fully intentional. No, that's good. That's interesting. But I knew. Did, did y'all guess? It's it just ends up happening for me when I watch a horror movie that I know many people will die as most horror movies. Oh yeah. Do, do you ever guess who's first? Oh, sometimes. Yeah. Jess, Jess, and I were trying to decide if we thought this was going to be a everybody dies or a everybody but one dies kind of horror movie. Yeah, I. I was guessing for sure that Holly was out. Yes. This was our girl yeah. that was like the risk taker. being really cavalier about it, like really going out. That broken leg scene is irresponsible. Tough. Ooh. It's tough to watch, huh? I it's when the bone comes out for me in any scene. Oh, any scene what? in anything. When the bone what? comes out, that's when I'm out. Yeah. The, uh, also watching, I think it was Rebecca. I think it was Sam's older sister when she has to grab the rope and it like cuts her hand because it burns through her glove. Uh, that hurts me as well. That, but that's, it's, so, it's such a tension heightener down here in these caves to injure our ladies. As we injure our group of characters, every risk is that much greater as they all take on these injuries, whether they're minor or major. Um you know, and you've got some pretty interesting deaths. Like Beth's death is long and drawn out and really Ooh. cruel and brutal. Like the accidental murder from Juno followed by roughly 30 minutes later still being alive somehow. Yeah. That's yeah. brutal. Uh, Sam ending her life by dangling upside down from the ceiling. And as far as we oh, know, still being there. Mercy. Um, I don't know. I really, you know, at least... What a selfless act by her, though, because our next spelunking crew that comes around and sees her, we don't turn back. Keep going. We'll turn back. No, no, no. Like seeing a little fastener thing that's like, okay, someone else has climbed in here, but to see this carcass. Also, I blame Rebecca for trusting the hundred year old climbing equipment. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's why I don't mind that she hurt herself. I think it's good that she hurt herself, probably. Well, that's why I try to only climb on newer equipment. Let's play a game called How Far Into the Expedition, beginning at the phone call asking you to go. How far into the expedition do you get? Man, I think I'm going to get it up. I think I go. You think you go in? As the people. Oh, no. Really? I I think as a nine on the Enneagram, I just don't want to have conflict and I just want to do what everybody's down to do. And if everybody else is going, I'm probably I'm probably just going in. See, I think I get to the edge of it and it's like I don't know, it's this the same kind of pride swallowing as like you get to the high dive and you're like this is too high for me. I'm going to climb back down the ladder past all the people who are waiting to go on the high dive. But I don't know, man, I might I don't know. I don't think I'd go into it. I think I'd see the mouth of the cave and turn around. I think I think I get the <laughs> I phone you were about call. To say you would do it. I think I get the phone call and my first question is like, did you call the right person? <laughs> But then, realistically, my stopping point, mouth of the cave. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to rappel down, and then if something happens, the only way out is through? I'm all set. I'm actually no, but set. you don't. but you don't know that. <laughs> you don't know that unless you're Juno. No, no, no. Not true. They knew, they knew when they rappelled that they were not getting back out that same way. Right, but they don't know that they have to basically chart their own path through this cave. No, that's like, not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying okay. at mouth of cave, once you rappel down— there's no going back up. You have to go through the cave to get out. Because I think that's the thing that would get me down is in, is if somebody was like, no, this is, like they said earlier, this is super touristy. Everybody does this. It's highly trafficked. It's a real easy spelunk. You right. could do and it. I would say, ain't no way everybody does this if they got a zip line down mm. into the cave. I'll be in town, post it up at the bar. Y'all give me a holler when you need the car back. Mm. Gosh, man. 
I would have brought a book with me probably. <laughs> is is it Beth that we actually see Sarah kill? Yeah. Uh, Juno. Juno kill. Oh yeah, at the end. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah actually. See, I'm, I just keep thinking of the the original ending, and it's like, was she we actually even? see Sarah kill two people? Yeah, like we watch it happen. Um, good. Did anybody get some like Rebecca Ferguson vibes from Sarah? Very much. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's the eyes, methinks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's very Rebecca the Ferguson. Bone yeah. The high cheekbones yeah. with those like intense eyes. Very Rebecca Ferguson. Yeah. Who is also Sarah? In- kind of had started as not my least favorite character, but in terms of acting, I was like. She's stiff. just kind of dead weight right now, but yeah. I think that was the point to where we get to at the she end. She wakes up like, when man, she's in the cave. Come, you've come away. Yeah, man. <laughs> no, I think especially when credit is given where credit is due to how small of a project this is, this movie, even if it's not your flavor, right? There's no way to deny that this is an impressively made movie. It's, I think it's, mm-hmm. even if it's not your flavor, it is effective. Sure. Like that's, I think this, this is... To me, it feels like a rare horror movie that I feel like this has to be universally effective, right? It's like a shot versus a cocktail. It's like, right. I don't know if it's going <laughs> to oh, taste yeah. good to you, but this is 86 minutes of exactly it's going what to horror work. movies are supposed yeah. to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. our length is really good. Um, I like when a monster is killable. Yeah, big time. Mm. Uh, because I it's love like now back. here are these... It's it's also like you can also swim in the ocean, but if you get too deep, the waves don't stop. So it's just kind of like the dread too of yeah. I have no idea how many there are. That was yeah. The turn when there's like twenty of them. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah. Nope. No thanks. No thank you. I'm good. Yeah, I kind of thought we were gonna see them like bounding around her car when she was yeah. driving or something. Yeah. I don't know. I had like lots the, of guesses that didn't come the, true. The zombies in Uncharted, that kind of yeah. like all four kind of thing. Yeah. Ooh, I wonder how inspired by the descent those were. It has to be completely right. They're exactly these guys. It's the same thing, right? They're exactly these guys. They're the expedition that like went went bad. So yeah. yeah. They golemified themselves. Man, all I can think this is neither here nor there. I'm just sharing it because the two of you and hopefully anybody listening are the only people in my life that would be interested in this. But all I've been thinking ever since we were talking about how we've got so many different regions of Europe and America together with the different accents and how there are times where my brain can't switch fast enough. Man, what if what if either in The Descent or in a movie similar, there is a group of people crawling, like climbing downwards in a cave system and the further down they get, they realize they can't understand what each other is saying anymore. Yeah. And they realize that, what like, what if essentially the story was like, as punishment for building the Tower of Babel, it was buried. And they had yeah, accidentally yeah. started to ascend the Tower of Babel because it's been flipped upside down and put underground. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Like the, That's really cool. The closer they get to the quote unquote top, the bottom of this cave system, they can't understand yeah. each other and they're like losing touch with, I don't know. That's all I can that's think really of cool. ever since you've said Blinded. that. I thought, dude, so like something, I noticed Juno's like feather necklace thing. I thought it was like gaver. a, yeah, I thought it was a crystal. Uh, when I was first seeing it, uh, maybe because I wasn't wearing my glasses while I, I watched this movie, but her like her general Is that for your own protection. Yeah, her general you take like your glasses off in scary movies. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> her general like kind of sketchy vibe. It absolutely felt like she was leading her friends into this cave to feed something, sacrifice. like sacrifice yeah. them or something. Yeah, 
Yeah, I thought yeah, there I'm was glad it wasn't another that. huge midsummer element. You're probably that's probably the maybe it's the vibe. midsummer vibes. I thought there was like an old one at the very bottom of this cave, and she was bringing all her friends in. I think I just secretly want everything to be about some alien god that is underground. Yeah. If every movie could be like, and also the reason the toys are alive whenever Andy's not in the room <laughs> is because Cthulhu is animating them, then I'd be fine. <laughs> you know, my super dump was almost, like it doesn't feel incredibly remote where we are in Chattooga. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would have expected more people to go down there, right? Yeah, this I doesn't seem more explorers. That far off the like beaten path. we didn't path. have one in a hundred years. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, anyways. Yeah. I was going to say it's they fine. must have gone down the wrong path, but there was no right path. Right. Yeah. Seems yeah. like the road kind of took them right to element. it. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be some kind of magic element to it at one point because it's like the whole point was for Sarah to come down and essentially be chosen or something. Yeah. Like the fact that our beginning death is so bizarre. When Paul yeah, dies, it does yes. feel like there's it's other like forces at work. you to bring you to this camp. Yes. Um, mm. It's fun. I just think really good horror... I think when you, uh, whether you try to control them or not, when, you're, when your senses are super heightened in any kind of experience, I think you are, like everything is a bit more sensitive. Sure. And so I think to still have like certain story elements that work well, it just feels like it stands out more in horror. I agree. I, I learn a lot from horror movies. I agree. It's time to rate this one. Good. Take it we're going to rate it using the scientific cinema scale, which is perfect. And can I can I say really quick? Can, do you, can you do descending order? Ooh, ooh! It's always in descending order. Thank you. Like all of the time. <laughs> I just realized that that it's always that way. Hey, Carter! Hey, don't hit my friend. <laughs> That's my friend. Leave him alone. The scientific cinema scale goes a little something like this: the best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last, but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about him. God hath forsaken us. Inside and out, as we saw from many of our heroines, we saw both their insides and their outsides. Nice. This is just a good movie. I think this is sure. a well-made Unique, yeah. Like horror is tough to be yeah. creative, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that our creativity just came from a setting that was creative. I think that we went to a cave uh, was a pretty ballsy move mm-hmm. uh, to to try and pull something like that off. It felt like this has been a lot of uh, storytellers' ideas, but they chose not to bring it to film. They're like, "That's going to be a little bit too tough." Then, lo and behold, three and a half million pounds later, someone goes for it and does it really, really yeah. well. And so I buy this movie. I think The Descent is one of those, I think especially with horror, I think with any movie that I rate high, I want to watch it with people. I think especially with horror, uh, I think I'm way more interested in how you're interpreting this movie than I Sure. I want to watch it for the first time with somebody and see what they can do. I will say, I think this is a pretty rewatchable movie. I think I could rewatch this, no problem. Yeah. Same. I would want to find the original ending, um, which brings me to my rating, which is a rent, unquestionably a buy, if I was able to see the original ending. I think yeah. that is, unless it's just terrible, and that's why they cut it, uh, I can't imagine not liking that better. So it's a rent for me, but it's a high rent. It's a respectful rent. It's I really enjoy it. boy also. <laughs> dream, dream, dream. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. Like, well, that definitely was not better. <laughs> That's a poster, I think, if he's in it. Yeah, it's a poster for me. Yeah. Uh, I buy Sheldon. it. I buy the movie sure. because I was scared. It was effective. <laughs> it sure. worked. If all it's trying to do is scare you. Right. That's what I'm Boy, saying. It succeeded. It succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. Really, really good. Very strong start. It is Chunk-tober a good three. start for Chunktober, isn't it? Creature Threatures. I don't know that I'm there's so, a weak guys, point here, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited I'm about this. I'm just saying, one. in the spirit of October, the spirit of the, the spooky Heard season, it. it's a hell of a lineup. Sure. Mm, nice. Mm. <laughs> nice, but Carter. If you cuss on this show one more time, I'm sorry. I'll kick your booty. Mm. Speak for yourself. I did. I said, I. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that sometimes. Well, next week. <coughs> I choked. <coughs> I choked on my, my, my ding ding tonsils. Next week, as we continue our Chunktober 3 Creature Threature series, we will be talking about the fly, Jeff Goldblum. So, oh, oh it's so good. That's make, so good. Make sure you check that out with us so we can watch and talk together. Make sure you're. Make sure your October is nice and spooky and fun. Quick question: Speaking of spooky, Quick and answer. Fun, I've never realized is there some is 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 this going to get scarier every time we record? The fact that I've just got a mirror. Yeah, it's never been a problem. Maybe for me. something could show up. And- the more monsters that I am exposed to over the next month, I think it's going to make them. Maybe I'll hallucinate some creepy crawlers in that for us. Mm, could be. Yeah. No, the only time that mirror's ever come into play for me in any real way is when you went to look at the people that were knocking on doors in your neighborhood and I could see mm. your Ooh, face in the mirror. Mm. That was very fun. Yeah. Like I got my own special picture in picture. Creative to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what could entice us to go down into the cave? What could entice us to descend? We're standing at the mouth of the cave we're sweating bullets and we're saying, ah, I don't think so. I don't think I'm going to do it this time. They turn to you and they say, what? That could get you Honestly, that's out. a really easy answer for me. In the spirit of Halloween, I'm, I'm Jordan for this one. For two chunks, <laughs> I'm Jordan on this one. And in the spirit of Halloween, my answer is going to be if they're like, hey, they got Bloodborne 2 down there. Oh, it's down there and it's waiting for you. Mm. I'd comes. be like, oh, Miyazaki, you shouldn't have. Bloodborne again, and it's a Christian it's video It's a Christian game. game. Well, I mean, play a little more Bloodborne. <laughs> I'm Doge, and honestly, it wouldn't be that dissimilar from the real truth of this movie. I think if I was at the mouth of the cave and they're like, listen, there's creatures down there, I would at least be like, what kind? And if they were like, hey, there is dinosaurs. Hey, there is. Yeah, I was going to say, if somebody was mammoth. like, there's a museum at the bottom, you'd be like, I'm already there. <laughs> <laughs> Jump without a zipline. <laughs> I'm Carter, and um, no one really has to say anything to me that is outside of the cave because I hear very faintly. What I'm now realizing could be maybe the only musical artist that could have a successful pitch to have a concert in a cave would add to the overall vibe. I would just very Nick simply cave. be hearing... <laughs> I don't know anymore. Do you not hear that? I'm like, what on earth? Is that James Blake? I think it is. I think I'm going to go down there. 
I really thought you were going to say Nick Cave. <laughs> Take a little walk through the countryside and come across the tracks. <laughs> oh, there's someone called Nick Cave? Yeah. He's the one who does the Peaky Blinders thing and Nick Cage pun. No. That's why I said The Secret Lies with Sarah. The Peaky Blinders theme song, the handsome man with a dusty black coat and a red right hand. That's Nick Cave. Dude, you should look up Nick Cave. That dude's life was crazy. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.